Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Oh my god. Hi kids. Hi. Happy Pride. Woo. Hi gays. Hi gay. <laughs> um, hi Caitlin. Um where oh I'm Artier. I'm C T. <laughs> and this is Pride Edition. Um slash three year anniversary. Oh yeah. Um we had our F three year two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but we never like did anything. So um we're so, just gonna address it today. Yeah. This is a very chill, relaxed episode. We're just it's just yeah. us. It's just us, no guests. Um we're just gonna chat. Um nice little I love these kind of podcasts. I like a nice chill podcast. I like what I don't have to stress about other people coming on our podcast. Yeah. It's like that. And then like it's very stressful. <laughs> we get to catch up, we get to chat. Um and I don't mind chill. doing these every couple of months because I feel like there's a lot to like catch up on. Yeah. Um so it is Pride. Ooh. Um happy June kids um caitlin what are your plans for pride so um i was like i'm really i really have like no plans but then i thought about i was like no i'm doing a couple things Mm -hmm. um so one is this week so it'll be over by the time this comes out but i'm doing Mm -hmm. um i'm helping vicky do the night of a thousand gaga's nikki Mm -hmm. o's that's their new name nikki o's three dollar bill show the 21st i will be at the slipper room to see robin ropes course and vicky deville for robin's show Mm -hmm. and then um that thursday one of our former guests um ruby diculous from austin will be here oh my god yeah she's doing a little like stand-up gig at stonewall so it's called abort the court with Britta Filter, she's hosting it, but Ruby will be there to perform on at 6.30, June 30th at Stonewall. So that is, that is my only plans. I really, like, pride is too much for me. I can't handle mm-hmm. it. My job is pride every day. Like, yeah, for me, like, pride is every day. It's not just a month. <laughs> so it's nice to, like, see friends, but that's mm. good. What about you? Mm-hmm um so every sunday we've been going to the barbecue at metro uh, metro's really become like my home bar it's really weird um, i love metro Metro's yeah. probably my favorite brooklyn bar i agree um it's it's actually not the closest to me it's i think not. i'm close i think i'm closer to rosemont yeah you're way close to rosemont um but i will go to metro at the drop of a dime really because it's just i don't know it is really close it's like 10 minute walk um and um it's also free food on sundays so and nikki o former guest of the pod also hosts with mary cherry which i nikki's invited me to go i still need to go yeah i'm literally there every sunday sundays are hard for me but i need to go i'm literally there every sunday but it's Um, like the whole summer right they're doing it mm -hmm. yeah um yeah it's cute it's a good time um and this Saturday, after this episode comes out, um, I will be at the Queer Arts Fest. Um, oh, right. Um, you guys heard a commercial for that um, last episode. 
So hopefully that goes well. Um, I'm hoping to sell some prints. I want to go so bad. It's during yeah. my workout. Oh yeah. Like I literally, like it literally ends when my workout. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also on the 21st, um, I will be at Trish doing Woo! the door and also helping out backstage for, um, uh, yeah, with Reef Your Oilty and Charlene Incarnate. And our special guest that uh, this month is Mo Hart um, from Drag Race. Um, so that's really cool. I'm really excited for that. Um, I hope it is cute. But those are my only two pride gigs at the moment. Um, I know some last minute stuff pops up. Oh, yeah. It's always very, very last minute with pride. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, yeah. Um, just chilling with friends. I, mean, I see. I hang out with my queer friends like all the time now but um we don't really do anything pride related we're like i think like sunday after the barbecue we went back to my friend's place and we watched the secret window starring johnny depp i know he's canceled but like oh, the, the movie was i like... remember when that movie came out that was <laughs> right? a long time ago right <laughs> that was a lot that was like peak i was obsessed with johnny depp like mm-hmm. that year that yeah. was like peak Johnny Depp, and then it, it kind of like went downhill. From it there. was like right when Pirates of the Caribbean came out. So yeah. like they, I was like reading up about it. They like changed the uh coming out date because of um oh I didn't success. know that. But like we just watched it because it was so nostalgic to us. It's yeah, not a good movie. No, it's like... not a good. I mean, I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through, but I just remember when it came out. Um and yeah, so we watched that, but like I don't know, that was better than like. I have I don't really have plans to watch the Fire Island movie, but um, that's uh, oh, more. I keep needing to watch it. It's <laughs> supposed to be Isley Jewelry in it, so I want to like mm. spot it. Mm. But I keep forgetting it's because I don't have Hulu on my regular TV anymore. Mm. So it's just like too much of a hassle. I have to go in my living room. Um, I'm on my dad's Hulu, um, and he so um spoil not spoiler alert me and him have the same name so but right. he's been using my account to watch his shows because he re- reads it as his name uh, so um so i don't nice. want him i don't want him yeah. to like look at like what i'm watching but can't you do a guest account i think there's like a guest one i guess i don't know um i just know that's awkward i don't because like i watch like the golden girls sometimes but hell yeah i think that fits with his aesthetic too because he'll watch like episodes of mash so i'm just okay. <laughs> um yeah that's um, so awkward i yeah i've been really watching any queer content i watched legendary um i I haven't caught up so don't tell me well uh, i I, know juicy couture's is it over yet like they just dropped oh it's over yeah (laughs) i didn't even know it ended they've been just like literally i think it was only three weeks long and they did like three episodes each week yeah i i don't know if they did that because it was like a really bad season like it was like shockingly bad um like you know there's only know, two houses that i thought were decent th- th- did you, you know, see the tour win i don't care if i guess yeah they, they did spoilers I mean, kids there was like there's no competition for them yeah I, like you knew the winner by first episode and you're like oh it's juicy okay <laughs> well um, um so aja said on insta that they they, ch- they chose which members of the house they wanted mm-hmm. like the the casting people chose and it's not necessarily people that they either normally work with or mm-hmm. like people who they would want to represent the house yeah so they just chose people you know like the storyline or looks or whatever the hell yeah so that was interesting um i have 
some tea. I don't know how much I can share about it, but um, a local girl in the scene was actually supposed to be on um, this season, but um, she unfortunately got chopped because of that reason. So, yeah. um, but it would have been cool to see her. Um, she's very talented. The houses should let them choose who they want to represent them. That's crazy. Like House of LaBeija, mm. there's like 3,000 members worldwide. Yeah. Like they could have chosen anybody. I think... I think they need to stop like getting new houses every yeah, season no, and just so have like stupid. the same. I like I'm fine with like, the same houses, but if they like maybe bring just different di- people, different people, or like even the same people, like if they just have still like different t- like themes and stuff, I, there's still like possibilities of what you can do because that's I mean that's like fall culture itself. It's like you come back every yeah week no to, like, yeah compete, every week so, yeah like, it's the same people like the same houses yeah so um yeah this season was kind of a flop but juicy. Juicy's like extraordinary. They're always a pleasure to good. see. Yeah. So um, I like I'm a big them. fan. I gotta of... finish that. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Kiki Palmer coming? Oh my god, she's such a good guest judge. I or I guess she's a permanent judge for this season. Yeah, she replaced Megan. Yeah. Um Megan's too big for the show. Yeah. Um, no, I loved her on. It, it was great. Um, I think she really fit into the judge's role. I think she was like, no offense to Megan, but I think she was like slightly better judge than Megan. Um, just like I don't like her- really any of the judges except for mm-hmm. Laomi. So yeah, she's the only one I like whose opinion I trust. Why like um, Jamila you know. shouldn't be on the show at all, but she is because she's the executive producer, so she yeah. put herself in that spot. Um, she's um, she was like meaner this year. Um, oh, who Laomi? Was, uh, not Laomi. Um, oh, Jamila. Uh, Jamila. Jamila. I want to say meaner. She was more critique focused i guess i don't and, mind that because i don't like when they praise everybody i thought she was like more of a paula abdul judge than um anything in the last two seasons but yeah. this season like it wasn't as much um i will say this is probably the shadiest season um there's well, some... it's so fu- freaking funny with this yeah movie. um but it was good i i quite enjoyed it i gotta um, finish it I don't yeah. even know how many episodes I have left because they just kept dropping like a hundred episodes each week. Um, there's a few episodes you could probably skip, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it was a show. Um, not really watching anything queer related otherwise, though. So. We'll talk about all the shows I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> I know our, our second half, literally, guys, is it's just, just gonna like, be Caitlyn. It's just it's Caitlyn's TV corner. I keep, I keep nod. thinking like I keep. In my head, I'm like, it's Caitlyn talk. And then I yeah. realized we are not on TikTok. What the oh hell am God. I talking about? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, besides Pride events, how, how's life going? How's yeah, life? I figure, like, you know, we don't do personal life updates too often. Mm-hmm. For me, my life is just all about trying to plan a stupid wedding. <laughs> it's not stupid, but the money spent is stupid. <laughs> yeah uh, like uh, this year i was just like i just can't go out anymore like i just can't go do drag stuff and like spend mm. money on ubers and like go out which really like it's sad like i do miss going out a lot but i'm like i this wedding's really really expensive so i just yeah. need to like n- n- try not to spend money where i don't need to spend money yeah um i'm in the same boat <laughs> yeah you can talk about your whatever you want to say you you can say as uh, um, I I um <laughs> lost my job. Um let's just keep it at that. So but you girl, chose to leave. You I did choose fired. to leave. I didn't get fired. I was on the brink of getting fired. Yeah, um, but you didn't. 
And yeah, so um, I, I always say kids uh, prioritize your mental health over a job. Um, so or just prioritize your mental health in general. So um, yeah, I'm glad I left. Um, it wasn't going super hot. So um, yeah. If any listeners know of any job openings? Job openings, I do commission work. Um, any drag shows? Drag shows, community door girl, personal assistant, whatever. I, I have the skill sets and the needs and I'm cheap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, shit happens, but here's hoping it gets a little better. I've only been uh, unemployed for like less than a week. So yeah. I'm still in the I mean, you already had some job interviews, so. Yeah, okay. so um, here's hoping, fingers crossed. Um, what would be your dream job? Um, someone at work asked me this, um, I think early in the position and I always answer now, um, I do not dream of labor. <laughs> um, but I just want to, I want to be in a creative field. Um, I think that's where I'm most happy. Um, I hate that, like turning your hobbies into labor is a thing, but, um, I, I it's the society we live in right now. Um, so I would like to, yeah, do something full-time creative or working around creative people, um, that align with my same ideals, um, unlike my prior positions. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Hopefully it's in the cards. I know. Um, I'm going to need a reading after this. Let's just say that, Caitlin. I need my old readings, too. Yeah. I need to see some of our former guests. We needed to do a burrito night, like, yesterday. I think we are doing one. We almost. are? Who? I think do- I think- no one invited me? <laughs> oh, you're invited. Um, I think we're doing one on Wednesday. Oh, I won't be here. I'll be in Staten Island. Mm. Okay. Um, so that's our lives, kids. Um, so interesting. We're so interesting. <laughs> um, we'll, we're going to take a little break. And when we get back, we'll, we're going to talk about some pride related subjects. We'll be right back. Bye. Wait, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. And we're back. We're back. Ooh. Happy Pride. Happy <laughs> Pride Month. Um, we did this last year with our yeah. special you know, tonic, but um, we're just doing it with us this year. Because um, we're lazy. Because we're lazy. Um, <laughs> we're going to give what I call book reports about um, some queer history um, in the honor of Pride. Um Caitlin's much more prepared than I am, um, as usual. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I wrote this like four years ago, so mm. I've had it sitting around. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about my favorite artist um, because I believe um, his the anniversary of his death is coming up or has just passed, but it's this year. Um, do you know the famous image of the guy in a leather jacket that says um if i were to die of aids lay my body down um or throw my ashes on the lawn of the white house oh yeah i think so yeah 
so that is famously David Wernerovich, um, my favorite um, artist, or one of my favorite artists. Um, and I studied him during my grad thesis. Um, he um, he was like raised around here in New Jersey um, area, and then um, as like a child, like I want to say like 13, 14, was actually like a, a sex worker, mm-hmm. um, which is. Um, and he got like acquainted through New York that way. Um, he had like a really troubled childhood, but um, he, in the mid to late eighties, he started doing like very anger fueled um, artwork around HIV and AIDS. Um, and it, um, caused a lot of controversy with um having shows that he like challenged um the status quo of like what art could be publicly funded because famously um i believe there's um a still from one of his uh films that were answer crawling on jesus and it was seen as sacrilegious mm. um and it's similar to piss christ but i think piss christ came out later um are you familiar with that work no it's just a photo i actually have a print of it um in my living room i feel like i need like visual images i know what is this um how do you spell his last name um i believe it's w o j a n -N a r okay i think i found it yeah so just for everybody to look at him um david warnerovich um i believe it's W-O-J-N-A-R-O-W-I-C-Z. Yeah. Um, he famously had a retrospective at the Whitney, I believe, in 2019. Um, and in conjunction with that, um, the Fales Library at NYU um, also did a small um, exposition uh, exhibition in the lobby. Um, where some of my photos that I took um, and some of the research I did were in it. So um, I helped find some of the the missing um, film of one of his works um, because Fails has a bunch of his materials um, and his artwork, not all of his artwork, mostly like supplementary materials. Like um, they famously have like a big, paper mache wolf mask that has like um it's made out of newspaper that have like aids um articles about it um and i helped locate its like proper name um and then it being used in a performance um and that stuff was stored at fails after i left nyu so that was cool but um he's my favorite artist because um how he He's very cerebral and like very fantasy elements, um, but all surrounding like how the world is just kind of like fucked up and um, the uh, political culture of the time surrounding AIDS and stuff. So he was just like a big figure in like combating um, government officials about how AIDS patients were like being treated and um, the inaction of the government really. 
so that famous image of him um with the leather jacket that said um if i die of aids lay my uh spread my ashes on the lawn of the white house something around the that line um was it's like a very famous act up image um and later when he did eventually succumb they um his partner did do that um which was kind of powerful but um was he cremated yeah okay um and his his partner recently died um i want to say around 2020 um but yeah he's um he's my favorite artist i love him a lot um my favorite thing to do was um i did this for research um and it it really influenced how i approach documenting my own work is um there's a book called the lonely city um by my favorite author olivia liang i think that's how you pronounce it in it she to get like a sense of his travels in the city oh i should explain the book um she just documents um the feeling of loneliness of moving to a big city um through different artists that lived in new york during different eras um most of them were like um people with aids or who died of aids and he was in one chapter and in it she um she goes to fails library the one i did my research at and she just listens to um tape recordings from his like phone answering machine um and like he's not even in the answering machine um like he doesn't leave messages for himself or whatever but it's just his friends like calling and um i wrote about that in my thesis because like um i feel like a lot of the times like museums in the history of like an artist is like what they did but like never about like the life they had like around them so like it was really intimate and nice to hear just like people checking in on him and like calling being like i had a really bad date and i guess i don't know i guess that was culture in the 90s just like calling your friends and being like wow life's weird right now um <laughs> um and i wrote that about my thesis because like um you don't really collect the mundane you don't really talk about the mundane stuff of life but like it is just as important as like what influenced the work because oftentimes it does influence like um, how you're remembered by other people. Um, so yeah, that's David Wanarovich, um, very powerful figure. Um, highly suggest reading his, uh, the memoir, um, clo- uh, what's it called? I have it, I have like three copies of it. <laughs> Look it up. I think it's, oh. Fire in the Belly um, by, I want to say Elizabeth Carr, something Carr. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great artist. Close to the Knives? No. No, not Close to the Knives. That was his book. It was like his self memoir, but it's more fantasy than memoir. Gotcha. Um, it blurs the line. But um, he's a great figure. His art's really provocative. Um, I, I'm not even doing him the smallest justice right now, but um, I love talking about him. So. I've seen some of these. Yeah. Um, the one with the world and the people kissing, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the map. Yeah. Um, I think 
what was his name? The guy that did Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Um, how can I think of it? Levy something? Uh, Dan Levy. Yeah. He wore that to, I want to say the America, uh, the Met Gala last year. Not this yeah. year. But like, um, and that he, piece he, is... He popped yeah. up when I was looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, that piece is called uh, Fuck You Faggot Fucker, uh, <laughs> which is iconic. Oh, didn't they just do a documentary about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. World um, of Wonder produced that. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but... <laughs> oh, it wasn't good? <laughs> it, it's fine. Um, it got a lot of um, attention. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think they shortened the name to just David Wonorovich, um because of the controversial title, but like that's one of his titles his work is Fuck You Faggot Fucker. Um, and I think it was like graffiti that he saw in like a bathroom stall. Uh, um, but he's like really influenced like with the piercing and um, he had like art shows back on the Chelsea Piers and stuff uh, back yeah. in the day when they're still actually, I guess they were closed and condemned, but the documentary goes over them more in depth. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a really cool artist. Um, and one of my faves. Gotta, you know I'm going to talk about an AIDS girl. <laughs> Not the AIDS girl. They're the AIDS girls. <laughs> oh, God. You know. We're going to get canceled. So that's David Ronerovich. Um, Caitlin, who are you talking about? So it was hard because, like, last year I realized, like, I did a lot. Like, I did a lot of topics that I was interested in, but I kind of did an overview. But um, this one, we've I've talked to about this person with guests on the show before but i felt like especially because right now um with snatch game jinx monsoon was getting a lot of praise for her judy garland and i feel like a lot of impersonation has it's kind of like an lost art with drag so i really wanted to get into charles pierce because i'm like kind of obsessed with their um like like their stand-up like impersonations they've of course passed away but um they live on on like youtube and they're really funny and i love like the golden age of hollywood and charles pierce like really like did a lot of impersonations of the famous actresses of that time so i'm just gonna do what i did last year and just straight up read what i wrote for my book you can find it on amazon but i'm just gonna straight up read it it's kind of long so here we go (laughs) charles pierce was one of the modern day comedic drag impersonator impersonation on pioneers He didn't like being referred to as a drag queen, but rather a male actress. Pierce was born in 1926 in Watertown, New York. His career started in radio dramas where he would act and play the organ. He later moved to acting off-Broadway and in regional theater and later found success in gay clubs. It was when he moved to San Francisco and centered his act on impersonating famous female celebrities that his career really took off. Some of his best-known impersonations include Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, Mae West, Carol Channing, Gloria Swanson, Katherine Hepburn, and Joan Collins, who many believed he looked strikingly similar similar to Wallen Drag. His impersonations were less about accurately portraying the stars and more about building broad caricatures with jokes flying a mile a minute. Many of the jokes required a deep understanding of the actress's repertoire and personal life with witty jokes and references about being gay peppered in. As his star grew, his costumes became more elaborate and his act included wig changes, props, and even a live orchestra. His shows were attended by the Hollywood elite whom he loved to skewer. 
Carol Channing loved his impersonation of her, while allegedly Betty Davis was less than impressed. She supposedly saw his performance and said it wasn't nearly as good as another Davis impersonator, Arthur Blake. Pierce himself insisted she never watched him perform. So he was having some drama with the girls. In 1999, at the age of 72, Charles passed away due to cancer. He left a legacy that included guest appearances on shows such as Laverne and Shirley, where he played a villainous character who cross-dresses, and Designing Women, where he was featured impersonating Joan Collins and Betty Davis, which I have watched. It's really, it's, it's very brief, but it's good. He was highlighted and interviewed in the documentary Drag Time, which I highly recommend. It's a really, really good documentary. And I think Lipsync is in it, Charles Bush, really good documentary. While on YouTube, there are there is a plethora, plethora, I can't even read, of Charles's arch archival footage, which I highly recommend watching. Many impersonators and drag artists have found inspiration in his work in both portraying these actresses and his style of comedy, which in turn they have adapted for their own performances. So I just think like. Especially if you just need like a lighthearted pick me up, I think his work is really good for that. And like, I just, I love the YouTube specials. They're not like, they weren't specials for YouTube. They're just now on YouTube. And I, I feel like it's like kind of a lost art, but it's still documented. So you can actually like go back and check it out. And if, especially if you know who the stars are that he's referencing, like it, it makes it even funnier, but ju just on its own, it's still funny. So. I was gonna say, like, I, I'm looking at photos of him right now, but um, his Carol Channing, um, it, it was almost spot on. <laughs> like, it's spooky. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like impersonations kind of a lost art form, which is um, sad to me because I think that's one of like the greatest strengths of drag, at least mm -hmm. in the last century. Like, that was something like a lot of drag artists did, but if yeah. you could do it well, it also has to do with comedy itself, which mm. is its own other thing. I I think I read somewhere that like um celebrity impersonation like really peaked in like I want to say like early 90s kind yeah, of Yeah. I think that um, was kind of less of it. Yeah, um because like it was like the closest thing that a lot of these queer people, all these poor people could like uh, get to see like a famous or mm -hmm. celebrity. So like but now that like I mean, we have more internet content and like celebrities are like on social media and like it, you seem closer to celebrities than you actually are. Um, so like, I feel like the need for like impersonation and at least in like nightlife and queer cultures, like on the downward slide. Well, I, I think the demographics just completely changed mm -hmm. because, you know, when people were closeted, like the camp aesthetic, that's kind of something you could bond over. And like, it's, it was also a different time period. Everyone saw these movies. Everyone yeah. saw the TV shows that were getting referenced. These stars were bigger than any star really could be today because it's just like, you know, they were everywhere. You had very limited entertainment. I feel like this mm -hmm. would be the equivalent of like a girl doing like a spot on like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, something like, like that. Some <laughs> sort of like celebrity royalty. Like the, yeah. these women were... Um, and they still are, but like I, we don't really have that as much. Like we have we some don't. pop stars. I think we pop have pop stars are probably the closest, but yeah. Um, I was gonna say, like, I think I've complained about this before on our show, but um Brooklyn's kind of going through like a, a diva worship moment, um, where like all the shows that are like getting booked and like high paying are like 
tribute shows and um to like pop divas which is like good the i'm glad girls are getting paid but like it's a it's a weird area to be in um i enjoy it yeah i i I enjoy it it's a very specific type of event yeah (laughs) um so but i don't know maybe should i always think like i always i'm i'm not auditioning for drag race kids but um I always joke like what would be my snatch game character and i'm like i don't know if i could do a snatch game like well, I'm not most of the like <laughs> most of the younger queens like they they don't know what to do they don't really understand the art of impersonation it's not mm. really it, it's what you bring to it it's not necessarily trying to mimic somebody yeah and it's just having it's also like the art of reference i feel like it's kind of also lost in current culture and like references were always really important because again it just united everybody it's like oh hey we're all queer here we all kind of we're in the on the joke wink wink this is actually really gay but these women aren't actually gay you know yeah part of the culture they are but they aren't you know yeah (laughs) so like it there there the people people choose for snatch game a lot of them just it, it's not the same level yeah. also i was thinking about because i was what so i started um following um there's this um instagram called campa rama which has like i've heard of that it's really good it has like a lot of old footage from like the 60s and 70s of all the stars of the time but like the campy stars so like mm-hmm. a lot of like gay culture just straight up with that even though again doesn't mean they were necessarily gay but um they did a whole montage because I guess she was um, a regular guest on Snatch Game of Ethel Merman. And I'm like, how has no one done Ethel? She's kind of easy to do. Like, how has no one done her on Snatch Game? Like, just easy. But I, I feel like the kids don't even know who she is. So whatever. <laughs> I feel like I the only know. reference to Ethel Merman was, I f- want to say in All-Stars 3. But no one's ever done her. Or Ulster's one. Oh yeah, as impersonation. Yeah. But um, I think there was a lip sync for "There's No Business Like Show Business." Oh uh, yeah. No, that um, was just like the song they did though. Um, I mean, Ethel is so campy. Um, it, it, she makes the easiest. First of all, she was actually on Snatch Game, so you could just straight up steal what mm. she said on the show, and like you, she just I think you mean match, out. match game. Yeah, match game. I'm getting myself confused. <laughs> It's funny to watch Match Game because, like, I didn't really grow up with that show. I grew up with, like, a lot of reruns on TV because in the 90s, we were very limited what you could watch. Yeah. <laughs> but Match Game was never, like, re-aired for, like, when I was growing up. So it's funny to try to watch it um, now. Yeah, it's... Um, I f- I feel like a lot of my information from the original Match Game is from Snatch Game. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I want to plug this historian, um, Matt Bau, um, M-A-T-T-B-A-U-M-E. He has a YouTube channel. Um, he also had a podcast. I don't know if he still does it. It's called The Sewers of Paris. But um, he looks at queer culture in like a, um, in a pop culture sense. So mm-hmm. a lot of like... Um, famous people that have been on match game he's like done deep dives of so he did like a oh. really good really good video about uh paul lind um yeah so i i did grow up with paul lind so like mm. that bendel of crumb impersonation mm. yeah so good every um because i guess uh paul lind wasn't out for like the longest no time. never <laughs> never you couldn't be um, out you weren't that yeah. would end your career that would yeah. be the end of it um 
So highly suggest Matt uh, Baum's uh, content. Um, I love it to death. Um, he's a really good historian. So um, what? Where is it on? It's on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. Um, I'm gonna look this up. I for I forget exactly what the video is called or like his series is called, but um, yeah, he's great. Um, that ends our little history segment, kids. I um, subscribe. <laughs> um, I think we should take a little break and then yeah. we can get into Caitlin's TV corner. <laughs> Drag race talk. Drag race talk. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we'll be right back, kids. Bye. Bye. Wig, okay. And we're back, kids. We're back. Ooh, um, and what kind of pride celebration would this be without talking about every 20 seasons of Drag Race yeah. that happened in the past month? <laughs> I don't mind. Like, I feel like every six months is a good, like, let's catch up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we could do, like, it, not actually, but, like, in theory, we could do a weekly thing, like, a lot of podcasts do, but we're, we're not mm. doing that shit. So, every every six months, I don't mind doing, like, a... I would only do that if you paid me. I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do... Um, we'll get into it, but... Um, we'll get into it, but yeah. I, I would do it for certain franchises. I would totally yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, the most recent winner... No, I, oh, oh. oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> it's the so most, confusing. I know. The most recent winner, and also um, the longest season of Drag Race ever. Um, no, season three is equally as long. Uh, true, but that one that one was least interesting. Uh, <laughs> season fourteen. Um, I think you can tell my thoughts on that show. <laughs> but um, how are we feeling? I like season fourteen. I don't know why the even seasons just always they hit the spot for me. I like that they changed the format for the um, finale, even though the songs weren't that great that they made the girls like do, yeah. which they weren't even, I don't know. That was kind of messy. It was clear they were aiming for Willow to win, but yeah. I, I like this cast. I think they, they all had like good chemistry together. The fighting wasn't like, it didn't feel fake. Like, I feel like they were, you know, at each other's throats for have your moment this is your moment <laughs> well lady camden and um bosco just won the mtv whatever yeah, that was weird well i think jasmine yeah. and matt uh maddie oh was, yeah that was like so a better good. that was a better fight sorry yeah but it it's it's fake those award shows are fake so mm. it's just for publicity mm. but um i like i i like the top five i guess that was kind of stupid but like i don't think diabetti needed to be like in the finale but i didn't mind I mean, her as a villain i'm i'm with the performance she gave i am glad she made it to the finale because hers is one of my favorites same with willows um everybody else's was kind of forgettable sorry about it i was um, kind of sad they didn't really utilize like lady camden's skills because i was team lady camden and team willow so, I mean, I didn't really care that they were both the top two. Like, that was perfect. Oh, and Bosco. I totally forgot Bosco was tough. Yeah, Bosco. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, there's Angeria. There's... Angeria's <laughs> performance wasn't great, but it wasn't her fault. They just gave her a shitty song because they didn't want her to win. But, um... Well, that's... Uh, I We were talking about this when we um 
at the viewing party it's like i rather watch them do like a song they know back to front like like a pop song they know they can perform well and do well at that than like watch like original songs I, well the like, only reason they did that is because they don't want to pay royalties that's literally yeah. the only reason but it's just like for it's for audience familiarity it's just like i'm gonna have i'm gonna choose the one i like like more or like the queen i like more less of like yeah. the performance is good you know because no, yeah. yeah i mean this season is clearly set up for willow to win but i'm fine with it i think she's a good winner yeah um i've seen a few critiques of like willow's time on drag race um and i kind of just sort of like she like did really good beginning and then kind of faded in the background throughout the season where like other girls like um did better as the season progressed well i feel like like, fine i guess but i I, i'll you know every season is a lot of rigory because i feel like willow did well in a lot of episodes and so did um Angeria, I think they both did really well in a lot of episodes, but they just wouldn't yeah. give them the wins. Yeah. So it's not um, really their fault. It's just production being I yeah, I was kind of convinced they were gonna give it to Camden, um, which I'm kind of glad they didn't. But um why you don't like her? I I am just not excited by her. Um I like her. I think she, she seems nice, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just wasn't excited by her. Um I did get to meet Willow. I think I told you about this uh, yeah. in the group chat. Well, she was doing like the whole tour of Brooklyn or whatever. <laughs> it was it was so weird. Um, I was doing Dora Drag Race. I fr- I think it was the sixties girl group night that episode. I think it was yeah. that episode. Yeah, you're right. It is. Um, and you know I'm doing Dora. I'm not really paying attention to the episode. I'm like checking girls in, and uh, in comes Willow Pill out of drag, being like, "How much is it?" I'm like. You're on the show. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Why is Willow paying to get come in? We know who you are, girl. Yeah. Um. So. No. So, the one thing I really liked about this, I like this season overall. But the one thing I really liked is everyone was trans. That was awesome. Thanks you know, we're all mad about that. You know, oh yeah, mad about that. <laughs> That's why I like it even more. Um. Thank you, yeah, Carrie Cole. That was that was cool. Um. It. I, I think overall it's kind of forgettable season for me, but um looking back, it is kind of forgettable, but I didn't mm. hate the season. Like I hated 13 with such a passion. And I I don't hate season 14 at all. Will I rewatch it anytime soon? Probably not. But I don't I, think I just, it was a bad season. I think the twists and like the Oh, the stupid chocolate bar thing. The chocolate bar, I think that was stupid. stupid. Um I think the the amount of non-elimination episodes oh my god that was, was just too much it was just too much well um, that that was i don't even blame production that was a thousand percent vh1 being like yeah you have to just um i i think it really made the season feel like it was like never ending well what i don't know who said it i don't know where i read this but like someone said they did the same thing in season 13 but they, they did. did it all at the beginning and yeah. this season they did it all at the middle yeah so um, I, that's all that's a whole vh1 issue they just want to milk it for all it's worth i think it's also like i know for season 13 i don't know about season 14 uh season 13 got extra episodes because they were supposed to do secret celebrity drag race oh right yeah. um and like season 13 absorbed them mm-hmm. um that's why we had the weird covid special in the middle of season oh, 13 yeah, that's- um yeah season 13 but- gets on my nerves I liked season 13 more over this one, to be quite honest. I think, I think I like the, queens the Queens were more memorable. I like the, 
really i like the queens better on this season mm. even though i like the queens on season 13 off the show but just not on the actual season yeah i yeah season 14 for me is going to be fairly forgettable but it it i'm glad with the outcome i liked willow pill so willow pill like yeah clearly was gonna win so yeah no surprise. moving on to the controversial is it that controversial? I don't know, but I people had a lot of feelings about it. I certainly had feelings. About I have it. never seen that much hate on the internet in a while. Oh, really? Um, regarding Drag Race in particular, yeah, it was it was weird. Um, so we're talking about Drag Race UK versus the world, um, because I people were mad about the girls going home, mainly towards Pangina um not pangina going home even though that also caused backlash but like pangina getting a lot of hate because she sent girls home um and then after pangina goes home like the arc of the show it kind of all just like yeah it's like deflated immediately um so i could see that being like the last season they do the the queen's choose elimination oh i'm so sick of that format oh Mm. It, like it just it gets rid of like the queens who should be towards like who make it to the end mm-hmm. like i even think about um i think all stars four when manila got kicked off it was too soon we need like strong queens i think it only worked on season two because um everyone was strong like, everyone was it strong. didn't matter yeah. who went home because everyone was really it could have gone any way with that yeah for the most part. yeah um so I actually didn't that I, I usually keep up with all stars seasons, but I actually didn't keep up with this one. I didn't watch it. I just watched the parts that were shown to me by friends and stuff. Um, I can talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was glad Jimbo got a moment to shine in her chaotic interview energy. So, so good. Uh, that's just my answer of it is legend. Um, and Pangina was, um, I got to meet Pangina and she's super sweet. I um, love, I've met her a couple times. I love her yeah. so much. Um, so for me, I'm just going to go through a little points ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm actually fine with Blue Hydrangea winning because like kind of after Pangina left, like Blue was kind of, I liked her on her season, season one of UK, but I feel mm-hmm. like she really wanted it. You can tell she was really hungry for the crown. And I haven't seen that really in a lot of contestants in a long time. So mm-hmm. I had no problem with her winning. Um, I was sad about how Canada just like flat out got eliminated very early on. Some of that was Jimbo's fault. But even Lemon, I think Lemon could have lasted another episode. I feel like I usually do like when the seasons are shorter, but I think they could have done one non-elimination episode, the first episode. Yeah. Just one, not five, just one. Because I think yeah. Lemon could have gotten more springtime because I think she's actually a pretty strong queen. And then Pangina's runways, like, they were so good. And, like, yeah, she got a lot of hate for playing the game, how she should have been playing it, whatever. But, like, her runways were so good. I was really sad with her to go. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think she, I think she had a really good showcase. Her, all, uh, those runways are so good. Yeah, they're, they're top tier. And the, even the ones that we didn't get to see, I think we didn't get to see, like, two. And, like, they're yeah. really good. Um, sure, and good so, um. I mean, they just announced the drag race, or what was it? Canada's drag race. Yeah, Canada. Oh, Canada versus the world. Yeah. This is which is which is funny because like 
Canada got robbed on UK versus the world. Well, I'm, um, I'm like, is this, this Commonwealth versus the world? Like, it's like just like everyone owned by, you know. Yeah, I thought it was um, the rumor cast list and also the rumor top two are interesting. Oh, I don't that. even know who the top two would be, but I, I, I never want to be spoiled. Okay. I forgot who's on the cast. Um. If it's, it's rumored, right? Yeah. If but we know who if it's is. if it's room, the rumored, the rumors are true. Um, what a weird ending that's gonna be. That's all I'll say. But <laughs> you know, no one would have thought Blue Hydrangea was gonna win. You know, if yeah. anyone told you that she would be top two, so you never know what yeah. happens when yeah. they're actually filming. Yeah, I do kind of wish Mo won UK versus the world, but that's just me. But there was um, no way. Like I just knew there was no way they wouldn't let a UK queen win. There was no way. Mm-hmm. So I think Mo is very deserving, but I feel like Mo will just be on another also. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to see her next week. <laughs> yeah, literally go to trash everyone. Yeah. Um okay, this is a franchise I have no familiarity with. But yeah, this I is s- this is gonna be a Caitlin talk moment. Yeah, the, <laughs> I have seen some of the looks and they look gorgeous. Um, especially the angel one, but oh yeah, continue. We'll talk go about for her. go for Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. So I literally just finished it today, even though I I mean, I didn't get spoiled because it's been out for like a week and a half to one, but I just like haven't had time to catch up. But um, so my favorite international season besides UK, which I don't even know if that counts, um, is Espana. And this season, season two was just as good as season one. It is just like, it reminds me a lot of the early drag race seasons where like, it's not super manufactured drama. Like, it's, I feel like it's like very talent oriented. Like they really let the girls shine on the show and they're not like forcing them into certain categories. Um, like, um, I don't know if I read this online, but like people have been saying like, it's like the best judging panel. And I, of like all franchises, I thousand percent agree. You got the two hobbies who direct in Veneno. They're like very, you know, they're really great mm-hmm. at creating queer content and being respectful about it. And then um, Anna Loking, there was a Twitter thread about how she's like the best judge ever of all time, like out of all the franchises. And I like her a lot too. I think she's really good. They're just so supportive. I really love Supreme. She's good. Um, uh, where are we going? Um, so the winner just got announced. It, this season was very similar to season one, where it's very obvious the first episode who's going to win. But that's okay. Like, it's fun to just watch everyone go through their journey. Um, I, I just finished the finale today. And they're grouped up. So season one, they forced them to all sing in English, which a lot of them, that's not their first language, <laughs> to a RuPaul song. And not just, like, a random, like, slow RuPaul song, like a super fast rap RuPaul song which was not fair to them at all. And um, Carmen, who won, was like on the show, they kept it in. She's like, this is the worst song ever. It was so funny. I can't believe they kept that in. But this time they let Supreme have a song and it's a bop. It is a good song. I'm here for it. Um, the the person who probably got the most like buzz was um, the trans contestant Jirigi. Um, I think she's originally from, I'm kind of like, it's kind of hard to, you, you can read the subtitles because I do, even though I do know Spanish, like when people speak it, but it was kind of under- hard to understand. Like she's, I think she was born in like Sweden and like she speaks French mainly, but she also speaks Spanish. They, mm. they kind of made her like, oh, she's like different. 
but she was like she did like burlesque and she's like a trained opera singer but she got the most buzz because she's really beautiful and she had really good runways and they made her the villain she did not deserve to be the villain but her um her um untucked like clapbacks were iconic so fucking funny um i really love espana good job everyone in spain keep the good content coming i'm excited for season three whenever the hell they film that and i really love the queens on those seasons they seem like they just give off like a nice friendly like family vibe which i like it's not forced where they're like oh that's my sister blah 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 it's like no they actually like really get along oh that's good so Um, espana is the best everyone needs to watch it i think i gave up watching the international seasons after there's a lot of bad ones (laughs) after drag race down under i was just like um yeah there's a lot of bad ones um, I still haven't watched Italy. I still haven't finished Canada, but freaking Espana is fucking bomb. Um, yeah, I've only heard good things. Um, so I, I should check it out because the looks I saw were really interesting. You would really like Hugasio on um, the first season. I feel like mm. that's your vibe. Dope. I'll have to check it out. And I love the references they do for the runways. Like it's it's very art focused. It's very like, you know, just things that are important to their culture which i like all right enough with that <laughs> let's get um to what we're currently watching uh yeah surprisingly <laughs> really am enjoying all-star seven um Woo! who knew i haven't I liked all-stars in a really long time yeah um mm-hmm. i think season six was i like sonique winning season six season six wasn't bad actually i liked it um i like a lot of people don't like five. Um, I think I season didn't like six, five. Um, I think season six is interesting because it was just sort of like going in. I was like, was I had no idea yeah. who's gonna win. It was just like uh, literally anyone could win season six. Yeah. That, that made it interesting. I will give it that. Um, but season seven, um, it's so refreshing just to see people like excel. All I the know. Time. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's been really good television. Um fucking i still think about jinx's snatch game of um doing (laughs) well we have evidence of me saying if there was an ever all winter season we talked about this early on i said Mm -hmm. jinx monsoon thousand percent would win if everybody was back because she has everything the judges want Mm -hmm. in a winner it's not Uh, necessarily she's the most talented though i think she is it's more mm -hmm. like that she has a specific she checks off every list that they are looking Mm -hmm. Um, I was never the biggest Jinx fan, um, especially during her season. I wasn't like crazy about her. I haven't really kept up with her. I li- I do listen to her Futurama podcast, which is quite enjoyable if That's you like funny. Futurama. Um, but um, yeah, she's really grown on me. I, I she's really funny um, and not always the most fashion forward queen, but like she knows who she is and what she presents, and it's been really. In- enjoyable to like watch her just flourish well as as someone who gets to see her usually about twice a year it's nice that mm. everyone's like kind of catching up i'm happy like her and raja are like getting like the recognition they deserve from their earlier seasons mm-hmm. because you know there's so many like new fans and there's just so many fucking seasons that a lot of people don't go back yeah and, like the girls who were on those older older seasons get to come back because they lost yeah so it's nice to get the girls who actually won yeah no, Raja's been a really like good, so strong, good thing to see on TV again. Like, um, 
I've only like not like one of her runways. Um, and every challenge Which she does, one? the the spike one. I think I think everyone kind of did a bad runway at the spike one. Um, I don't remember what she even did for that one. Exactly. I don't um, remember. I didn't um, like. Yeah, I didn't like anyone's spike. Yeah, everybody's was kind of. It was kind of a flop. Um, I feel like for that they probably told them something different than what they ended mm. up turning it into. That's my yeah. guess. That's usually um, what happens with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just overall, I, I look forward to watching it every Friday, uh, which hasn't happened in a while. I'm not currently not working at a drag race viewing party. And I would only look forward to drag race because it meant, meant I would get paid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been enjoying season seven a lot. Um, Do you like the format that no one gets eliminated for now? And the I think badges? I, I like that high competitors have low stakes um i think it'd be too dramatic to have see people go home every week well Um, it would like kind of like ruin their reputations yeah i agree yeah um so yeah i am in favor of that i wouldn't mind more all-stars with this formula um it depends on like who's in it but they're a thousand percent bringing this back like with the all winners because um there's a girls who said they quote unquote weren't invited. So I definitely mm-hmm. think they're bringing actual all-stars, all winners. Back. Um, I would be okay. I mean, I think the current current formula is like all-stars every year. I'd be okay yeah, if, um, if they do all winners, like every four years or yeah. five years, I think it make it special kind of. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like all-star season too. Yeah, we're like we had waited like so freaking long, even between the All Star seasons, that it got really good talent. Yeah, um, and I think I do think they need to do that with All Stars. I get why they don't, but like, it's not uh, gonna happen. Yeah, I I think the days of that's passed. But um, well, this is the number one rated show apparently on Paramount Plus right now. All Star Seven. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen a few episodes like twice now, just because uh, just because. I watch it on my own and then um, other people want to watch it. So, and I, I don't mind watching it with them. So, um, yeah, it's been great. I just like that. Like though, some of the girls honestly do deserve some negative critiques. I don't think everyone does well in every single challenge, every single time, mm-hmm. but it's nice that like a lot of times they like come up with fake reasons why people need to like go home and stuff. Like mm-hmm. this all seems like, even though it's very like upbeat, it seems like more genuine. <laughs> because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not fucking with people's formula yeah they're like just uh, letting people be like shining um and like i feel like everyone's had a moment to shine too so yeah. far mm-hmm. like on um not everybody has a star at the current moment but um we'll see about still, that because we don't yeah, know what's happening yeah. this weekend but um but everyone like i can think of moments where like even the girls that like aren't doing so hot like had a moment in Mm -hmm. other episodes and stuff so um yeah i'm really enjoying it um and i think we're not even halfway through Um, i don't know i have no idea how many episodes are i think it's rumored to be 12 okay um and i think the sixth episode comes out this week oh wow i didn't realize there's that many yeah i'm here for it like honestly i don't care I think it's eight or 12, but um, I think 12 makes more sense for like an all-star season. Let's see if there's but, an actual. Um, 
seven. Better than six. Let's just say that. Um, I think they need to give them a a good opportunity to get more stars. You know, because like if everybody just has one or two. Well, I I like the block system because it mm. requires actual strategy. It's like the first time they did the lipsticks that actually required strategy, and then it just yeah. stupid. The block thing actually requires strat- strategy. Like, and I'm it's sh- so cam- it's so campy too. It's yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the format, which is like nice. Um, I honestly. Um, oh, it is twelve episodes. I, the only thing um, that has been lackluster, um, I will say, is like the lip syncs. Yeah, since there's so low stake. Yeah, there's no and, stakes. There's no and stakes. it's RuPaul's iPad uh, shuffle playlist. Um, the, the songs haven't been good either, so yeah, it's um, not even their fault. So I yeah, I haven't been a fan of. I agree. The lip syncs, but um, that's fine. I don't like. I usually just skip them. So <laughs> I you, you might honestly there's there's nothing yeah. of value there. Yeah. So um, who do you want to win? I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but um. Well, I would honestly, I, I mean, Jinx, yes, but I would like to see Raja win. That'd be cool. I don't mm. think it'll happen, but I would like to see her win too. Yeah. Um, those two are my favorites at the moment. Um, I'm sure everyone else will like, I, I'm sure we'll see like some sort of like story arc where mm. like one random queen will just suddenly get amazing. Um, my, my boyfriend says I'm too much of a Shay. Coulee apologist, but I don't care. I love Shea Coulee. I love she's so talented. Um, she's been killing it this season. Um, and I've been happy to see her on screen again. Um, I feel like because she won so recently, they're not gonna give it to her. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I have no idea. Like, I I'm not spoiled in any way on well, this season. Thank if God. that's but, like, the case, they want like they probably want like an older winner, or I think they want to split up Trinity and Monet. I can see that running. Trinity's been really strong. I'm shocked she hasn't been blocked like every episode. Like I keep waiting for her to get blocked because she's really strong in pretty much all the challenges. Just the like girl, the other girls are waiting for her to trip on her train um, and die. So she said that she <laughs> has no more train dresses for the rest. Of the I'll season. believe it when I see it. Yeah, but I loved all of them. I think she probably has one of my favorite runways this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. It's uh, for me. The runway girls have been Shay, Trinity, Raja, and Ro- Roger. Uh, Roger, or as I like to say, robbed Ja. Robbed She's been robbed. Oh, she's been robbed lot. so much. Yeah. Um, also, I've been liking Evie. I, I could just talk about all the girls. I've been really liking Evie's runways. You have? I don't yeah. oh, her runway. This, this last one was really good for me. Um, what did she do this one? The veil with the beads and everything. Oh, yeah, that was nice. It was gorgeous. I've um, been a big e- fan of that. Evie's laugh, I feel like they really overuse it in the editing. I'm and fine I'm, with it. I'm very sick of it. Wow. It was cute, like, on her season, but, like, they just use it so much in the editing yeah. that I'm like, eh, I need a little break from that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Evie. That just has to do with how they form up the show. Um, on that note. <laughs> on that note. Let's talk about season 15. I don't even know if the girls left yet. I believe they have. Um, okay, so I don't actually have the updated who's actually left. Mm-hmm. I know. I've seen like six different lists. So yeah, I don't there's been a lot of lists, but I never yeah. trust them until the girls are gone. Yeah. But I have not looked at who's actually gone yet. Um, I am 
from the rumored list not excited <laughs> well i'm mad because one of the rumored girls i tried to get on this podcast and now that's never gonna happen mm. yeah um yeah not super excited um the the rumored new york girls um there's a few, lot of them this season yeah the ones i am a fan of i am glad they're getting their moment um so I hope to, um, I want to see them succeed and flourish. So I think that'd be really good. Um, it seems like there's a lot of very young queens like yeah. who haven't been around that long. It's like that and like social media stars. Yeah, well, that. Yeah. That I'm not as surprised about. Yeah. Um, but I don't there's know. There's only one person I care about on this season who hopefully is actually on. And I hope <laughs> they win. Thank you. Yeah, I'd be okay with them winning. I love that how big we're being. Uh, I honestly, mean, it's not it's not that hard yeah, to figure out if yeah, you know who it is. Yeah. Um I I don't know. Um I don't unless I'm booked for the viewing party, I probably won't be watching season 15. I will be saying that um right now. Well, not- as as I've always said, the odd seasons, I haven't liked any of them since like season three. So <laughs> Yeah, Caitlin famously hates season nine, even season nine is one of the best best seasons. <laughs> I just like the finale and the reunion. Season nine had the best reunion since like like ever since all the reunions have sucked in comparison. Oh yeah. The only like I think season 10 had like a good reunion moment. With who, who, uh, Vixen or Asia? That's all uh, that, that whole situation. Like um, that was a lot. I think about uh, Asia's speech a lot. Um it was really good. Um, the show did the Vixen Asia really dirt and Asia. Oh yeah, horrible. Uh, yeah, um, and the butterflies, poor things. Butterflies, uh, guy. Stop. <laughs> um, any other closing remarks on um, season fifteen? No, I'm trying to think of what is coming up this year. Um, there's Canada versus. Oh, the world. I'm, I'm actually excited about France. Not, I'm not excited about like the actual friends. I'm just, I love Nikki Doll so much. Mm-hmm. I have such a crush on her. So um, I'm just happy that she's getting this opportunity. <laughs> uh, I know Holland's coming out this year, I believe. Oh, God. Um, oh, wait, no, you mean Sweden, right? Oh, Sweden, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think. There's Belgium. Drag Race. No. I think Dra- Drag Race Down Under is also coming out season two this year are they i believe i, so. I honestly That's, can't keep up these are rumored um but i think italia season two is coming at some point but i still haven't seen season two. oh did season one come out it came so, out yeah. in like november <laughs> i don't remember I, I i just didn't watch any of it but i heard yeah. some like i just read some of the crazy shit that happened on that season but that was weird. yeah um but as far as like i think you know they always do the like the for America, they just do the regular season, then All Stars, and then it's kind of that's it. So we'll see what content I have to come up with for work.com after that. So, like, off seasons are a little bit harder. <laughs> off season? There is no off season. There's no off about. season, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a week. Uh- <laughs> but the, but people don't, people, as far as I can tell from just like doing content online, like people do not pay attention. To the non-American seasons. Yeah, that's true. At least Americans don't. Um, that's true. 
Yeah. Um, well, with that, I think we should take our last little break yep. and we'll get into our wrap up. Woo. But we'll be right back, kids. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Um, so like I said at the beginning of the podcast, um, it was our three month, three uh, month, a three month, three year. <laughs> I mean, it's been almost three months since we talked. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, it, April was our three year anniversary. Um, crazy to think about that we've been doing this for three years. Um, I couldn't remember if it had been two or three years because we also took like six months off for COVID. Yeah, um, so. I'm glad we finally figured out Zoom. Um, uh, Zoom has been so much better. Yeah, it's chill and our, it makes our schedules much more flexible. And like um, we can get way more people on. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, re- definitely like open our availability to like international people. I think that's really cool. And our sound quality has improved. Yes um my editing has not but the sound okay. quality has gotten better <laughs> um yeah what i don't know what does it feel like to be three years uh are you happy with what we've been doing for the past three years well especially i mean certain like especially this year but like even during like the pandemic and stuff it kind of gives me a tie back into drag because drag mm-hmm. is something i used to go and out of my way to go see every single day and that like things just life just makes things more difficult and like there's a lot of changes thrown my way so it gives me like the connection of something that I really enjoy but not necessarily have time for or money for anymore to like prioritize in my daily life so this kind of just gives me my little drag fix um yeah I like it for the same reason because I mean when I was working I was really busy and like I couldn't go out as much and I got to see performers and catch up with performers that like are doing really cool things in the scene so talking to them was like exciting Um, I like to hear like everyone's stories like yeah but my my main goal for like every time we have a guest on the episode is just like why why the hell are you doing this you could be doing anything with your life and you chose drag or whatever it is because we don't always have drag people why so hopefully we got some answers with that i know well i'm still confused about some of the kidding (laughs) can you imagine um yeah i don't um like i said i think my goals for the podcast are always the same just getting paid and having uh a much more diverse group of people we talk to um and i think we've done somewhat of a good job at one of those <laughs> um, um yeah i still want someone from drag race on i don't care if they got out first i don't even care like what franchise they did like i realize i have certain connections with network.com where like they get a lot of pr things but i feel mm. like when you do when you're doing a pr interview first of all they're really short yeah Second of all, the main purpose is that they're promoting something specific. It's not necessarily about them. So mm. yeah, we could get like PR people review, like whatever to promote whatever the hell it is, but it's not going to be like in depth or 
that interesting. So it's kind of like a constant battle with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind having those kind of talks with people because like getting behind the creative process is also interesting because yeah. like I feel like the podcast is or at least ours is like a snapshot of like their whole life or like their yeah. whole career and having like a knowing they're like just what they're working on right then and there is kind of cool but um it's harder to do sometimes um with how much we go over in such a short amount of time so yeah podcasting kids <laughs> Uh, I guess thanks for sticking around whoever's been listening mm-hmm. I've had people at gigs and stuff me like I love your podcast and I'm like who I this always shocks me because I'm like girl me too I'm just like what like, who are you <laughs> like why don't you let us know yeah um like <laughs> I literally mean, I guess reach- they're letting you know but yeah they're letting me know um but like literally reach out talk to us uh, drag the martyr at gmail.com um I also I, if there's like anybody because like we're kind of getting just because the new york drag scene has gotten kind of weird lately because there's mm-hmm. a lot of like baby queens and that's not necessarily our target guest list mm-hmm. but if there's anyone anyone thinks they want to hear about on the show yeah i'm very open to suggestions because if nothing else i could try to contact you be like hey this person wanted to hear you on our show and we'd like to have you on too because yeah. I'm kind of like trying to like really think about who we should interview coming up in general. Mm-hmm. Who like we, I I don't want to really do repeat guests because like that's not the format of our show. Yeah. So like I'm I'm definitely interested in like new voices, but my 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 goals are always they have to have done they have to have performed in drag for at least two years otherwise it's just not enough content for us yeah. to talk yeah. about on the show um but if unless anyone has like suggestions a, yeah unless they have like such a robust career in two years we've had a yeah, few of those yeah we've had but... like if they have like you know if they've really really made a mark in a very short amount of time then definitely please come on yeah. the show but that's usually not the case so yeah but if anyone like just dm us or email us whatever like if anyone wants to see someone who's like you know really good at what they do been doing it for a hot second like we we, we need suggestions yeah but um it's been a fun ride caitlin not that we're ending anything yeah, we're, soon, and but, we're not uh, because yeah. we have to figure out who we're having <laughs> yeah to figure out july um but um yeah we did it three years three years yeah. oh, and, and some change but um yeah three years in like a couple of months um and i hope to get back back on a more consistent post yeah schedule. that's mostly been on me because it sometimes it's been on me too yeah it's just been hard to really coordinate mm-hmm. but i i'm i'm gonna try i don't know if it's gonna happen i'm gonna try to at least get us a little ahead of the game so these episodes come out a little bit more yeah i think it's um i mean we do this out of the kindness of our hearts or or <laughs> but um we do <laughs> you know um we do this because we're interested and like like i said we don't get paid so like it's literally like on our schedule to like when to post yeah so, well um, i would like to say that i am glad that we have been besides covid 
we've been very consistent because a lot of people have come and gone with the podcast game. All these like well-known names in different communities having their little podcasts that you know, and then like they just disappear, like they never return. I'm looking at you, Lady Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and then they win our Glam Award, but no. <laughs> but like you know, we're never going to be Michael Block level of weekly content. But we we've at least been semi semi consistent. We haven't like just disappeared and never to return. Yeah, so I'll give us props for that one. We're we're like the girls that show up at the gig three months later, um, just with a story to tell. You but know, we were there. We, we, we were there. Up. <laughs> um, that was our show, kids. Yay. Um, thanks for tuning in. We love each and every nine of you. <laughs> yeah, it'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred. There could be nine there could be nine people in a room (laughs) (laughs) and three of them listen to this podcast (laughs) um but uh caitlin love you dearly thank you for being my podcast co-host thanks for editing i will never Uh, do that (laughs) uh i hate editing i I actually don't but um yeah um i was martyr i was Pepper, and this was Happy Pride, Pagan. Happy Pride. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on Work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.